Okay, before we begin, well, during the time of the recording, happy birthday, Kat. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it is my birthday. Yes, but when this airs, it's been like a week. <laughs> yeah yeah by the time this airs it's gonna be a week so as we're listening to this it's my birthday the only thing i'm missing right now is you know the happy birthday to you i didn't get my black happy birthday yet oh no yeah it's coming it's coming today i'm not even worried about it it's coming it's coming because black people we go happy birthday to you happy birthday meanwhile you know everybody else goes happy birthday to you all boring and then you go in restaurants and you're like I, have you heard the have you heard the um mananitas no oh my goodness oh gosh i don't know if i'm gonna get in trouble for this i hope not hold on the I restaurant version bit. is happy happy birthday happy happy birthday happy happy birthday we do not want to get sued <laughs> that's true like i don't know if okay because when this video goes up it's gonna go on youtube i i'm just gonna play a split second i'm gonna be so upset this is what we play i mean we still have feliz cumpleaños yeah we still have that that's so over dramatic i feel like i'm being serenaded Happy birthday, Kat. Woo! <laughs> Thank you. And as Yasmin Emily says, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Hello, everyone. We are two geeky ladies talking about issues in our lives. Relationship gossip. And occasional politics, all while geeking and having fun. Let's see. So if you're listening to us for the very first time, thank you for clicking us. Please don't forget to comment, rate, and subscribe. To everyone that are current listeners, thank you for listening to us always. For those who are listening. Yep. For those who are listening for the very first time, it's my birthday, so be nice to me today and subscribe but anyways how we do (laughs) i just joke how we do the format is that every episode we pick a topic and behind that topic we talk about how it relates to issues in our lives relationship gossip and sometimes we may even you know involve politics in the topic so we don't have a legit topic today yeah, it's it's rare. We feel like this might happen maybe once a season because this happened yeah, to us like, last season. Like, really? Yeah. Really? Oh, okay. I the last remember the let's chat or something. Yeah, the let's chat episode from last season. That was like a oh, you that know was this season. No, are you sure? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, we've done enough. <laughs> yay! I like the fact we've done enough episodes to be able to get a little confused. But yes, yeah, so right. this. Ep- Right. And we both were talking about, you know, Little Nas X, but you were talking about that show Blackfish. What do you want to start with? Little Nas X or oh, Blackfish? Yeah, yeah. No, I said, oh gosh, oh gosh. Okay, let's let's talk about Blackfish real quick. And Okay, so for I those like who don't know is, what Blackfish is. Yeah, I'll explain. Okay, so for those living under a rock or hate documentaries for whatever personal reason. <laughs> but like, um, so I came across 
Blackfish, and it's a documentary based upon the, I think they're called orcas, but people know them as killer whales, right? And um, most of it revolves around uh, the controversy behind SeaWorld. And uh, do you remember, I don't know when this happened, I want to say like between 2010 to 2013 because the documentary dropped 2013 blackfish and um it talked about uh back there was a huge like controversy when one of the trainers ended up uh being like eaten by one of the whales in or like the orcas that was held in um at sea world i believe it happened in florida do you remember that because I, I actually I, do. Yeah. I actually did remember that, but you don't find it, and I'm not trying to be that asshole, but you don't find it ironic that when you're working with the killer whale, like, it's, it kind of, like, has its own sign on it. It's a killer whale. You know how, like, when you walk to a door and it says, do not open, or so, yeah. it's like, if you open the door and you fall down and hit yourself, it's like, there's a reason they said don't open the door. You know, I, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you know what's so interesting, though, when I was watching the documentary? From my understanding, now, I feel bad because I haven't finished the documentary. I just started this, like, Sunday evening, like, Sunday night. And so um, my kids had to go to sleep, so we kind of, like, stopped in the middle of it. So I was, like, one hour in because the whole thing is, like, an hour and a half or something. I don't know. It's long. <clears throat> but um, I just remember uh, that I think... The reason why it was given the name killer whale is uh or right uh, is because yeah they're called killer whales okay so it's because back i want to say was it late 70s 80s they started making movies about them killing people from what the documentary says is that you don't hear a lot of cases of humans being eaten by these creatures in the wild mm -hmm. so it's just like y'all really took the hollywood route and then just deemed these animals killers from my understanding and i was just like that is so messed up <laughs> do you remember um the movie oh my goodness with some jaws yes so apparently jaws really ruined the reputations of sharks because yeah. when that movie came out just like you said mm -hmm. everybody was tripping off of it the yes. everybody was watching it and everybody developed this huge phobia of sharks. I'm not gonna lie, my phobia of sharks Thanks. happened Thanks. because of that movie. I won't yep. lie about it. Yeah, but no, from it what I, too. yeah, but from what I've heard, I may not be exactly correct. I think they say only five to seven people a year in the United States are yeah. attacked by sharks. Mm -hmm. Like it's very rare for a shark to attack you. And I was just so like, that is very interesting. Yeah. So getting back to the documentary, okay, so what they did touch upon was specifically there was a performer, uh, kill oh, orca named Telecom, Telecom, or something like that. I can't I can't pronounce it correctly, but um, so the the blackfish story revolves around this specific uh, whale. So he has a record of being aggressive towards the performers. There was. 
uh, a place called Sealand that is now closed because of this one specific incident. So what ended up happening is that they would mistreat these orcas. So what would they do is they'll like, you know, if the if the whales aren't performing how they should be, all of them would get punished. So they wouldn't, you know, feed them fish. And um, when it comes nighttime, because they were afraid that there'll be people getting into the park and like releasing the whales. So they would enclose them in a very small, like, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a box, just a pool and they'll put them in that box. Right. And that's so barbaric. Right. Yeah. And so they, you know, they talk about the mistreatment of the whales, their environment. So then it came to a point where the female orcas would get really aggressive to telecom. So he would be like, uh, you know, I forgot what the word it's called, but their teeth would scrape the, the skin of the orca. And you would see like blood, bite marks, and whatever it is. Because these, we're, we're getting to a point where these whales are getting frustrated in, in their isolation, right? And so um, eventually, Telecom would get really frustrated. And there was an incident where um, one of the trainers, I guess, slipped, fell into the water. And um, from, from what they said, like she fell, slipped, got into the water and uh telecom went straight to her and started like grab grabbed her by the arm and kept or like leg whatever it was but he kept pushing her down so she would get up he would take her back down she would get up and take her back down to the point where like he ended up killing her and oh no right yeah and then the crazy part is that um there was eyewitness of the situation but investigators didn't even ask them anything like the way that they put in the report the next morning was the girl drowned I was wait like, somebody witnessed it happen to yeah, her it happened during the when the park was open but nobody said anything or called the police or like... so so yeah so they end up evacuating i'm assuming what they end up doing is because there was these girls in the documentary that talked about the event so i'm assuming what happened was that after they had witnessed the stuff they evacuated the people and they brought in whatever ambulance you know coming in but the thing is when investigators came these girls were never contacted about the events like, oh, okay. Yeah. So the next morning when they saw the newspaper, they were saying that the way they described the event was that the girl drowned when they were trying to hide the fact that um, Telecom killed her. Yeah. So what ended up happening after that is that SeaWorld, you know, SeaWorld found out that Sealand was closed and they decided to say, you know what, because um, they were going to transport these orcas anyway. So they uh, see. Um, SeaWorld decided to get Telecom and thought it was a grand idea to use him just to um, mate with the other females. So they won't use him as a performer, but they'll like isolate him once again and just have ba- make him have babies. And it was like, what? And then when um, SeaWorld finally grabbed uh, Telecom, they were very hush hush with all the employees about the incident. Like they didn't even tell them like the history of aggression telecom would have. And they didn't even know exactly his environment to begin with over there. So all these trainers, they're really performers. They weren't really like, you know, um, 
uh, an expert, you can say, with being around these animals. They just, you know, they they uh, bred them, they train them to, you know, perform whatever acts it is. So us going to SeaWorld can enjoy the performance. So we never really knew what was going on. And then the documentary touched about how SeaWorld would um, lie to their employees or tell employees to lie to the public about, you know, the whale's lifespan, the things that they supposedly like, but clearly they didn't like it. It was abuse, but it's too high to the public what the real thing was with these animals. And then of course the, um, the documentary touched upon on how they captured it. Now I'm not going to say it because, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be demonetized on, on YouTube because YouTube's crazy, but you know, um, I recommend you guys watching the documentary because yo, that sheds some light. And after the documentary Blackfish actually came out back in 2013, um, the park SeaWorld actually suffered a decrease in people coming in. Because like, come on, like who wants to go to SeaWorld knowing that they're abusing these animals? We're over Absolutely. here, right? Like we're over here thinking, oh, you know, like they're doing well, they're taking care of them. They know what they're doing when in reality they don't. In all honesty, SeaWorld has gotten it a lot from like health, sorry, um, animal rights activists. Yes. Doesn't need to be PETA or Mercy for Animals. They've gotten it by everyone when it comes like when it comes to the way they've treated their animals in there. So it doesn't surprise me that that's going on at all. Because at this point, you have to understand that. Me personally, I don't think animals should be in a circus anymore. I feel like we can figure that out at this point. You know what is still surprising is that SeaWorld is still open. Like, right? They've been trying to get back closed for years. Yasmin, since I was in elementary school, I've known, this is my knowledge of knowing yeah. they've been trying to shut down SeaWorld. Yeah. And here we are. A shit train. <laughs> All these accidents oh, happening. Right? And it's, they have multiple incidents. They have multiple things. Like there is this, um, there's this website called, uh, the travel.com and they list 21, like 21 controversial things, um, SeaWorld has had. And I was just Dang. like, oh yes. They named 21 and, you know, um, they even touched upon, um, how the dolphins are kept performing, um, the questionable, you know, questions about their pools, their maintenance, um, uh, what's it called? The, um, they often get passed about, uh, yeah, the way the orcas would be passed back and forth to park to park. Um, scientists rely on the park for research. So that that's a whole thing. And then, um, yeah, one of the bigger things is how they are put away after closing, which is what I was talking about, which makes sense why telecom was like, I I'm sick of this shit. You know, like you're literally kept in a box and all you could do is swim up and down from my understanding. Um, yeah, basically that's the human equivalent of being stuck in a room, a mm -hmm. tiny room and having to walk in a circle. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. That's terrible. Mm -hmm. But oh, and then these um these animals are very busy with their schedule. Like I'm just like, what? They even have a nine to five type situation. Damn. Yeah. You got how oppressed do you have to be when you're an animal 
and you're being given a nine to five. <laughs> like, pretty much. I mean, I I rewarded, but they they touched upon that. Like pretty much, they I'm assuming they mm-hmm. they have a nine to five. They really do. And yeah. who knows, you know, like as you know, they're very majestic to look at. But I'd rather get on one of those boats. Like there's one in Boston, actually. You get on these boats and you go uh, whale watching. I'd rather do that than have these poor, like, animals kept in captivity. And it's like... You know, uh-huh. there's this funny video of Beyonce. Listeners, y'all should look it up when you're, you're bored. It's with Destiny's Child. And I agree. I think they were all high and they were trying to hide it because <laughs> they were doing an interview. Uh-huh. And they asked Beyonce, what's your favorite animal? And she was like, I like whales. They're the best animals ever. And they're like, whales? She's like, yeah, whales. <laughs> like, it's just the way she said it. It was oh, just really? so like, girl, are you here right now? So like, people are just so like, they was all hot. Because the other two, I mean, Kelly and Michelle are just kind of like quietly kikiing. Kind of like when your friend is high and they go, they say something funny and then they go, what? And then you're like, wait, what? Oh, uh, wait, what? That's basically the vibe that was. Oh, by the way, the last day to watch this uh, documentary on Netflix is April 30th. But, you know, Hulu, once they know someone's single, they're going to swoop them up. <laughs> like a thirsty fool. So, Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X, um, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. came out with this Montero music video. And it shut down the internet. And Yasmin, at the time we had talked, I hadn't seen it yet. Uh-huh. And I had my own opinion about it before I watched it. And I did say that, you know, I was going to wait a while before I did. Uh And I did. Yeah. For those who haven't seen it, it's pretty wild. I'm pretty sure everybody's seen it. Shoot, even people have seen it. But just brace yourselves for people who haven't seen it. There are some devils and stripper poles up in there and stuff that could make some people feel very uncomfortable. I feel bad saying this, but I'm enjoying the memes on TikTok. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Some of the memes were funny. Me, personally, I was just so like, okay, I like Lil Nas X. I'm not gonna front. I know he's a troll. I'm not gonna front on that, too. For me, I was just like, this one went a little bit too far with me. The song is amazing. Yes, I've bumped the song. It's amazing. I've seen the music video. I get it. I totally get the music video. I understood it wholly. And then I was just so like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm okay with it. Not like I'm not saying yeah, I'm okay, okay with what I saw. <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah. saying I'm okay with what I saw. For anybody listening, I'm just all like, all right, I've seen it. That's the last time I want to see it. But I'll crank the song 24-7, if that yeah, makes I sense. I love that song. I have it on my playlist right now. Yeah, well, you know, everybody had their own opinion about it. You know, at the end of the day, I have to agree with what Cardi B and Little Nas said at the same time. You, as a parent, you have the power to monitor what your children watch, what your children are exposed to. Yeah. And you want to know who's the first person ever teach me that? You're not going to believe it. Oh, gosh. Gucci man. Really? Yeah, rapper Gucci man. I'll tell you this little quick story. <laughs> I the year was, I think I was twenty, um, 20 or nineteen or something oh. like that. And Gucci man was in jail like he always is. This is before he became the new Gucci man we know and love today. <laughs> but um, yeah, 
somebody interviewed him and they're just so like, you know, the way you write your lyrics, they can be raunchy, they can be this. Mm-hmm. Don't you ever think about how, you know, you can portray, you portray yourself around kids because, you know, kids listen to you and some kids actually look to you like a role model. How do you feel about those parents that say you're not one? And he says something along the lines of, man them kids or i don't think he's fuck them kids or i think he said i don't give a about the kids or some shit like that like you know i'm not i don't make my music kids i make my music to make my music and get my money like i could give a less what you think about me or my music like i could give less about your kids either and he said i don't need to be an effing role model because i don't want to be an effing role model that was that was something he actually said yeah so I sat there the first time watched it and it was kind of like the JT situation. I was like, you're a fucking asshole. Definitely <laughs> for that comment. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't, you're right. You don't have to do that. You really don't have he's to. Not you're right. Catering. Yeah. He's not catering to your kids. Exactly. And then I thought about it at that moment at the age of 1920s since today's my birthday. I'm like, what kind of parent are you when you want Gucci man to be a role model for your child? I agree with Gucci man. I actually <laughs> thought about it. Who wants Gucci man to be a role model for their kids? That's it. When you find that parent, let me know. <laughs> let me know because I was just confused by that whole ordeal. So I kind of think of this the same way. You know, so all y'all getting mad at these people like Miley Cyrus used to be Hannah Montana. At the end of the day, these people don't owe you anything. All right. How many child stars were doing the most angelic things? And then as soon as they turned 18, they just said F everything. And Hathaway went through that. Megan Good went through that. You know, there are a lot of child stars that got to transition. Scarlett Johansson was a child star. Kristen Dunst was a child star. A lot of people forget these people were child stars at one time. You want to know why? Because they transitioned into adulthood. And it's crazy because when you look at them and then some of the parents don't understand when they start doing like wild stuff. And it's just like, you do realize they're an adult now. They're no longer catering to your children. (laughs) Exactly. Like take Game of Thrones. Um, Everybody listening, if you haven't seen the last season of Game of Thrones, maybe you want to like forward this a little bit because I'm going to be saying a little bit of a spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. So you remember when um, Arya slept with that dude the very last season? Oh, yes. And then the internet went like... Ballistic. Yes. I okay for the first few weeks of Game of Thrones uh-huh. I I and a couple of other friends were watching it at another friend's house right so those first few weeks we actually were together we got to see it me and another friend her name is Cortland everybody in our group it was about like I think seven of us watching everybody in our group was freaking out except for me and Cortland and everybody was just like what the hell how you guys are just so like first off her character's 18. Like, got that, right? Her character's not 13 anymore. Her character's 18 years old. She's an adult on this show. Legally on the show, her character's an adult. So what's the problem? And they're just like, well, we saw her as she's a kid. Y'all don't find it creepy that as soon as she turned 18, she's doing a nude scene. And we're like, you know, the voice actress that played her is 22. 
Yeah. Or I think 23 at the time, at the time that came out. She's got to be, I think she's 25 now, Yasmin. But we were like, you know, she's 22 or 23, right? The actress that plays Aria. Why? Y'all are doing too much. Yeah. Why are they acting like they didn't do some nasty right. stuff when they were in high school? Right. The rich <laughs> actress, the actress that plays Aria was casted in high school. I think she was like 17 when she got the part. And Arya's character was supposed to be 13 on the show. So the woman, I can't remember her name that plays Arya. I think she's two or three years older, something like that, than her actual character. So we were just like, no, the producers were not sick. We're like, no, y'all are just in that hole. It's like, you basically saw your baby sister like go on her first Yeah and kiss her first boyfriend and you freak out thinking she's gonna get pregnant immediately and it's just a kiss on the oh, That's basically what that was. Yeah. I understand. But the reason why um, Nas, Lil Nas X was coming into, you know, gossip right now is bec um, because of his mother. Have you heard what's going on with his mother? No. So somebody was driving down, I guess they knew her or so, and they rec or recognized her. And it was little Nas's ex-mother on the side of the road, basically begging for money on the street. Yeah, she looked crazy looking. She had a sign and she was begging for money. It was, I actually saw the video myself. It was a TikTok video. I can see if I can find it again so we could post it at the bottom if anybody just wants to see an article on it but yeah and somebody posted it on tiktok or twitter was upset was just like yo this is little nas x's mom how you make all this money and your mother's on the street and you're a terrible person mm -hmm. and of course that's gonna spread like wildfire you know, and everybody and Little Nas X was trending and people were just attacking him. It was kind of like split because you have half the people saying, first off, y'all don't even know what the issue is before y'all jump to conclusions. Yeah, y'all don't know. I was thinking. We don't yep. know the situation. And people are over here saying, oh, so that's what happens when you ain't humble no more. You made all these millions and all your mom's on the streets. And then you got people saying, oh, but he's good with his dad. That'll make no sense because he has a great relationship with his father. And what's wrong with that? You know, nothing. Exactly. Like for that? a black man, father to be so accepting of this black gay son they exist definitely but that mainstream you don't see that especially with what's going on with Dwayne Wade and his daughter right now so you know uh, what's yeah Dwayne Wade the basketball player who's married to Gabrielle Union and oh, his daughter right, right. yeah Right. So, yeah. yeah, and of course, you had some faithful Little Nas X fans come out the woodwork, and people are just like, for all y'all that are ignorant, he actually did address this. Ironically, Yasmin, two weeks earlier, Little Nas X had done an interview with, I don't know if it was Rolling Stone, it was some magazine. Okay. And in the magazine, they actually asked him about his upbringing and his parents and stuff. And he did speak about his mother. He said that my mother actually has a drug addiction. 
he was just so like, she's not in my life. He was like, we're very estranged. And he said, we're very estranged. He said, I've done everything in my power to try to get her help, but she just doesn't want to get herself some help. And he said, so because of that, I don't see her as much as I do, but you know, I still love her and I still care about her. And people were posting that article like, oh, if y'all were real non-sex fans, y'all would have known about this article and now you're bashing him. Yeah. And it got so out of control for a while that Little Nas X's own father had posted a pic on his IG and came to the defense of his son and basically said the same thing. First off, basically the just what he said, first off, before anybody comes for my son, he said, get your facts straight. You guys don't know what's going on. His mother has an addiction. We have done everything in our power to help her. And she can't, and she does not want to get help. So please do not attack my son, especially when you guys don't even know the whole entire story. Right. And Little Nas X had actually put out a tweet just a few days ago. I do apologize that I don't have that tweet ready, but from what I remember, it said something along the line of everybody wants to attack me for what's going on with my mother. I love my mother. You don't know how many nights I've cried myself to sleep over her situation. And now with that, it's brought out to the media. I have to like see that or something like that. Yeah. And he basically deleted that tweet afterwards he made it then he deleted it yeah but you know how fast people are when they get the screenshot before yeah so they were able to catch the screenshot before so you know i just find that sad because now we're coming in the realm of talking about eviction because you know addiction is hard yeah it, it, it really is because, you know, I used to be one of those people that would sit there and be like, how do you get yourself addicted to certain things? Like, I can understand um, it's drugs because there are chemicals in the drug that makes you addicted to it. That's why they tell you from the jump to stay away from drugs because you'll get addicted immediately. But I used to sit here and wonder how you could get addicted to like alcohol or video games or, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yasmin, it's very easy. Oh, I know. You don't realize it. You really don't realize I'm it. I'm because aware of it, but yeah. Yeah, because you know, around the last few months, I wasn't in the right mindset that we've, you know, you and I have talked about. Mm-hmm. And for a while, I, I was drinking a lot, Yasmin. And I didn't even realize it because I'm not a drinker. Mm. and I definitely don't drink heavy like the closest heavy drink is probably vodka and when I'm feeling like not dying tequila (laughs) I like margaritas Yasmin I love me some margaritas but yeah you just keep drinking and you drink and you drink and this is how I knew it got ridiculous was when I woke up I was getting ready to go somewhere and my mom was just so like what's that I said oh it's just a drink she goes you're drinking right now and I was just like, what? It's just a cup of wine. She goes, Catherine, it's 1130. And I was like, what? what? Yeah. Wait, for and real? Yes. My mom was like, it's 1130 in the morning. And I was just so like, okay. And I didn't tell her, okay. And, but I was just like, right. right. In your okay. mind. Yeah. But I told her, I was just like, okay, it's not a bad thing. And she was just so like, okay, you know what? Just drink your thing. And then I just held the cup and I was like, oh my God, did I do something bad? And then I thought about it 
And then I was just like, oh my gosh, maybe I'm about, I'm developing a problem. Like, why do I have this urge to drink? You know what I mean? Yeah. So Yasmin, you know, it's tough. It's very tough and it's very hard to pry yourself away from that dark place. That's all I can say. I would hope that he can, you know, prayers is all you can just say that, you know, yeah. that situation will work one out one day. And now talking about Demi Lovato. So I found a funny story. Well, I don't know if it's funny. I thought it was funny, but you know, it's up yeah. to how you see it. It's So it's from three days ago. Uh-huh. So Demi Lovato, like we talked about a few episodes ago, she came out with her, you know, documentary and it's like a six part thing. I've only watched two episodes so far. I like it. It's yeah, very eye opening. You know, she does say she had a heart attack and she had brain damage and a stroke from everything. Yeah. So she went, homegirl went to the yogurt shop near her house yeah to go get yogurt like a happy little person who just is craving yogurt and you know how the signs are like diet gluten-free you know stuff like that vegan when you normally go into a shop okay yeah she saw it at the door and she flipped out yeah yeah so she basically yeah she flipped the fuck out yasmin so she basically went online and she just blew it up like she contacted the yogurt she put the yogurt shop on blast and said something like oh coming from a person who has had issues with body positive you know with their bodies and has had you know several um, you know eating disorders you think a, a shop like you would be more mindful of the kind of customers that you come in you guys are falling into the whole diet fad culture this is so bad for girls out there and, and it's just so like you know just stuff like that and people and the shop responded to her like ig post they like directly contacted her and they're like miss Movado, we are so sorry we're not trying to be offensive the thing about it when you look at our shop and it says the flavors are vegan free sugar free gluten free you know it's because some people have dietary preferences like there's some people who are diabetic that's why we say it's sugar free we have vegan ice cream because some people are lactose intolerant or they don't eat, you know, meats and byproducts. That's why we have vegan ice cream. We have gluten-free items because some people can't have gluten in their systems. It really has nothing to do with forcing a negative diet trend on you. We're just thinking of ways to help be inclusive to everybody. You're right. That's basically the gist of what they said. Yeah. Like, I don't know what else you want me to do, Debbie. That's basically what they said. Like, I don't know what the, what you're tripping about, but I'm sorry. And she responds to them in a, in a weird way that she, Debbie was being a Karen, Yasmin, for no reason. And she was just so like, you know what? You're totally right. I didn't think of that. Uh, you know, it's totally understandable. But at the same time, I think you guys should do better with the way you advertise and do your promotions. And they were like, okay, we're sorry. And everybody's confused right now, Yasmin. 
That's too. why I keep for talking about it. Everybody was on the same page. We're like, Demi, can we know what you're upset about? Right. Because I, I don't know how that was offensive to you. So I'm just like, if I eat a Snickers bar in front of you, or if I eat maybe a carrot, will you yell at me? Because it makes you feel uncomfortable I'm eating a carrot. I don't know. And I'm not trying to make fun of anybody that has an eating disorder, especially since I myself almost was diagnosed with one years ago. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, (laughs) it's just crazy. It's like, I get what's going on in her in her mind, but I don't get what that was about, if that made sense. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know, we all have our days where we trip. Like, you know, I had a day where I was supposed to get my all natural beauty care products and it didn't come in the mail, it was late. So like, I have two roommates, right? Called a roommate one. I was like, hey, if you see my box, please let me know. Oh, I remember this. I told you that story and he goes- Yeah, but go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so yeah. So <laughs> over here, like, no, I don't see your package here. And I got so upset because it had been two days late and I thought it got stolen. So listeners, my dumbass went on Facebook and I wrote this post like to the person who stole my beauty care products. I hope you burn in hell. There's a special place waiting for you. I wish I could F you up on site. Like I was saying a lot of disrespect. <laughs> I was very mad. I said, I spent all this money on these hair care products. You a bum ass bitch, wherever you are. I hope it worked. Like, yes, I was saying a lot of disrespect. And I remember having at least two people go, Does, do you need a cookie? Or Catherine is mad. Like, or something. He needs a Kit Kat. <laughs> a Snicker. <laughs> and then, let me tell you what happened. Two hours later, my second roommate was like, hey, Kat, you got a package like a day or two ago. I don't know if you noticed, but I put it on the table in the living room. And I was just so like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I like you delete? I don't remember. Did you delete the post? Yeah, I did. I deleted the post after. That post was I wish I would. Dude, I wish I would have been there taking all these screenshots. Yeah. <laughs> So, as you know, I already told you there's been a wrap-up with Attack on Titans uh, manga, the last mm-hmm. chapter, and how I was depressed all about it. <laughs> Look, really quickly, uh, did you know I'm so upset? Because, you know, when I think about certain fandoms, they just drive me insane with some of the behaviors that they do. So, I just found out that... Um, the people who supposedly love Attack on Titans decided to make a petition for Isayama, the creator of Attack on Titans, to rewrite the ending. And there's almost 5,000 people who like participated in this. Mm. It's like, y'all are some crazy people. Like this is his story. This is how he imagined it. However, I have my conspiracy theory about like he's going to change in the anime. He's going to change the ending up a little bit, Um, you know, just because he's done like a lot of things that are making me think this way. But I was just like, y'all are some wild people. Like, I understand that the ending is probably not what you like, but I'm just like, that doesn't justify like making a petition about like 
you know, hey, Isayama, rewrite the ending that you worked so hard for. Like, what? That don't make no sense to me. So That's our shady culture. Yeah, and I already told you this. I would defend Isayama to... It's like, excuse me, Billy here, first time speaker, 10th time attender of this convention on episode 512, when you defeated the Cyclops. You said you were from the land Nebular. No, when I read, read book five of the 610 series, he was actually from Stellar. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I was talking about this whole time, Yasin, but that's how they be sounding like. Oh, they do. They do sound, a lot of them sound like it. Like, I get when you're doing it for fun. You know what I mean? Like, you're having discussions, you're coming up with theories, but there comes to a point where you are now crossing the line. And that's what I want to get into. So, just recently, for the past week, I just felt because it just caught up to me. I just found out that there is like craziness happening in the BTS army fandom. Like there is this girl, I've always seen her come up on my for you page on TikTok and people are just straight up sending her hate over a sound she made. Like this don't make no sense to me because it always happens. Something happens in our, in the BTS army community. Somebody gets upset and then they're like, get your pick, uh, pitchforks. So, so let's go ahead on the hate train on the hate bag, ba- what is that bandwagon? And let's start spreading some hate, knowing very well that the boys that you support, the men that you support, sorry, like they're all about positivity, you know, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, um, being better about yourself, loving yourself, you know, being kind, but y'all are doing this mess. Like BTS already has made it known. And I'm pretty sure a lot of idols, same thing goes for like, you know, some of these manga creators, they are like, as far as we know, we, they are very vocal in telling us that they know what's up online. Like even some of the artists, you know, I do listen to a few uh, J-Rock artists and they're very active on social media. Like they see what happens within our community you know and so i'm gonna just play this cringy sound if you don't want to listen to it you can skip it beetle men but when he's kim nam jun kim sok jin min yung gi jong ho suk pak jimin kim taeyang jong jung kuk bts so what about that clip warren's death except for the fact that her voice isn't the greatest I, to be honest i don't know if it's death threat that she's getting but like when you go into the comment section it's just a massive hate i was just like mm. why they're like you know they all they all say the same thing but they still stay in the fandom because they're haters but like they'll say stuff like you know this is why they don't take us serious or this is why um uh, I'm leaving the fandom and this is why what was the one thing that you said that you saw in her comment section oh yeah it's people like you it's the reason why white white people get judged and I was like chill what? yes I yes like, yeah, yeah I was just like, doing... I was like chill like, I was like it wasn't even that serious it's just the sound like it's not that hard to keep scrolling 
Like, it's not that hard. There's even like a little button or like when you click on the three dots, there's a button that says not interested and you probably won't even see her again. But I'm just like, you guys are just so quick on the switch up because she has, and you know what's crazy? She has about 42.4 thousand likes, right? So clearly people like her sound, but then no, not only do they have to send hate towards this girl in the comment section, they literally duetted her, stitch her, and proceeded to make hate videos. Like, are you kidding me? I don't understand this energy. Like, can somebody explain to me? And you can't just say, oh, it's cringe. Like, let's go ahead and uh, send hate. No, no, no. I want a genuine explanation for this behavior because... I don't get it. And the next thing I was going to talk about is that before this incident, this gave me the same energy as My Hero Academia. So for those who don't know, My Hero Academia is an anime, right? And so what was it? Two weeks ago, some kid made an audio sound about Deku, right? And uh, it's this audio right here. Deku, Deku, you can call me Deku. Green hair, green eyes, I'm just a little cinnamon roll. So I, again, this kid made that sound and sure you can call it cringe, whatever, but how hard is it just to keep scrolling? You don't like the sound, you just keep scrolling. No, apparently the people from My Hero Academia fandom decides let's send this kid some hate. And then not only that, they decided to grab all their merch of My Hero Academia and just started burning it and putting it in the trash. I just said, what? What is happening? I was like, legit, you're starting a fire in your room. Like this, like, you didn't bother to do it outside. You're just going to start a fire in your room and you're going to burn your house down. I was like, That's I ridiculous. right. I don't understand this. And a lot of people were sending hate to this kid for making that audio, which I'm still baffled to what like what what's the reason for the hate like we we need these kids to go back to school for sure I, I can say that but I'm just like yo I I just don't get it somebody needs to explain to me because if I was the author of of the manga and I see I told you this um uh earlier too Catherine if I see somebody burning my work because some kid made an audio song I don't want to see you at the meet and greet. Do not show up. You are, no, no, don't even put on the cosplay. Like, no, no, don't do that. Because that would really infuriate me. All because of a sound? That's wild. Like, the disrespect. You guys are burning somebody's work because you don't like an audio sound. And then you bully this kid so much he deleted his account. I don't understand this. And then I'm seeing the parallels to this girl right now. If you want to leave the fandom, leave the fandom. Just don't come back. And be honest. Don't just say you're going to leave. Leave. I agree. Yeah. Don't like what what is the point? Like a lot of these kids need to like cut that out. And then somebody said, oh, these millennials, they should have left that on Facebook. I said, oh, hold up, hold up. We are not doing this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, nah, man, I saw those comment sections. I was like, but, but like, what is the reason? 
Like Cardi B said. What was reason. the reason? I had a reason. What was the reason? What was the reason? I just explained, I just explained the reason. What was the reason, bitch? Like, <laughs> give me the reason. Because I don't understand this. I don't know that kid who made the Deku uh, songs, uh, who's one of the characters in My Hero Academia. I've never seen the show. I don't know if I ever want to see the show. Not because of this. It's just, you know, I never bothered wanting to watch the show. But the thing is, you see this, and then you don't think BTS is going to see that? Because they see things that are very viral. They do. It reaches to them. RM even said that he has a friend that literally told him, hey, do you know about this uh, meme that's going around? And then he showed RM, like, hello, come on, guys. Like, you don't think they're going to see that? Like, what is wrong with y'all? Like, That's ridiculous. Well, you know, social media is just wild, especially with these trends. Right, and they weren't even a bad trend. Like some kid just made a freaking song and you guys got offended because some kid named Deku is in a cinnamon roll or whatever it is. Because that's what <laughs> I heard. It's like Deku, Deku, something, something. And then he ended the song with cinnamon roll. I was just like- Which makes no sense whatsoever. But yet they're over here shipping to like these uh, fictional characters. Like, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I understand. No, I really, what? like, I want to understand the mind of these idiots. Like, let's try to understand what's happened with Jocelyn, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, besides that all happening, the whole Jocelyn situation, yo. The listeners, Jocelyn Hernandez, the Puerto Rican princess party. She got, a, she got her own show. On yeah, the, she used to be. I love in hip hop Atlanta for several seasons and she had a spinoff with her um, Stevie J who's a producer. Then she came back, then she quit love and hip hop. And then she came back to love and hip hop Miami. Currently she's on the Zeus network and she currently has a show called Jocelyn's Cabaret where she gets a bunch of girls who came from bad you know backgrounds and she gives them a second chance in her cabaret because you know Jocelyn is a former stripper and she did do a little bit of sex work or sex work in the past and she's been open about it and she's trying to you know help these girls she's yeah. almost like a madame but the thing about it is she's really trying to help them yeah yeah. So the reason why we're talking about her, Jasmine, is because of that clip that went viral. No. So can we tell them the place. before? Can we tell them the before before we sure, play sure, the clip? Sure. Okay. Sure. So this is season two, y'all, of Jocelyn's Cabaret, and she's is like interviewing the girls. Yeah, this is season two. I thought this was like a season, like this is the no. first. Whoa. No. No, no. This show started in 2020. Yeah. Oh, that. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, this is the second. Um, it's the second season. So for y'all about to hear this clip, she's interviewing the girls at this moment, and one of the girls tells her story, and you're gonna listen. I speculate to understand this. You can change your life, and you can get out of the, the gutter. Industry. Are you crying? I am. What's going on? Why are you crying? And then hit home for me. So come step up. Come step up. Let, let me let me hear you. What what happened? I was saying it's the gutter is a rough place, you know, okay. and you gotta do everything, any and everything to make it, you know, every situation, including aborted twins, you feel me to better yourself because I do want to leave you. But you just had an abortion? Twins? Twins. Mm. 
Double homicide. Okay, so now we're back. So. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I, when I first saw that, I tried so hard not to laugh because it's just so shocking that that came out of her mouth. And the backtracking for me on this girl is just extremely hilarious. Because after she said what she said, she said, I'm sorry at the end. I don't know if people heard that. And then there's another part that I think they uploaded or I saw it over on TikTok. I sent you the second part. Yeah. She explains herself. And I was like, yo, you backtracking right now? You said what you said. You meant what you meant. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. in some sense, she did backtrack because I was like, how do you, how are you going to say what you said? I'm sorry. And then go in an explanation. I'm just like, oh my goodness. And I told you when I first saw that, I literally thought it was. In, like she meant to say it in her head but it came out of her mouth I think that's really what happened I truly believe that too like she was thinking it in her head but she said it out loud and it was like oh shit and then at the same time Yasmin you remember that thing that I told you I do when I'm shocked or I'm comfortable in a setting you so for y'all listening uh -huh. if I ever feel like very shocked I make this like sound where it's like oh I don't know <laughs> I and if yeah, if you ever hear me do that, it's really authentic. I can't help it. It's when I'm very shocked. So when I first saw that clip, I was like, oh, and then I was just so like, I need to walk away. Like I was just like, that was me in that room. I just would have made that sound and walked away. They'd be like, Catherine, where are you going? I'm not listening. I'm just gonna walk out the room. Because the thing about it is I wanna laugh, but I'm not laughing because I think it's funny. I'm laughing because I'm very uncomfortable and I'm very nervous. I'm just like the bravery, the audacity, the disrespect. I want to hug homegirl and smack the other chick. But at the same time, I, I want to look you. at the other chick and be like, was a lie told? But at the same time, how dare you judge her? But at the same time, I'm like, I want to know the whole story. But at the same time, I'm looking at the other chick and I'm like, you got a lot of nerve to judge her when you hear just like her too for some bullshit. But yes, it, girl. <laughs> Listeners, the internet's wild, man. Like, what would you do if you were in the room when that happened? Can y'all tweet at us what you would have done if you were in the room when that happened? Because that is just some wild ass shit. Yeah, I don't. I I think I don't even know what else to do because I would just be like frozen, like yo, what? Like, I can be honest and admit it. You know, I'm pro, I'm pro choice, so you know. Yeah. No. So yeah, I don't judge. I really don't. It's everybody's business. I do have my opinions, definitely. Mm -hmm. I have my opinions, but it's not my life. Yeah. So I just look at it from the outside perspective because I was just like, damn, that is a double homicide. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know why you made this decision. I said, for all we know, this man could have been beating your ass 24 seven. We, we don't know the story. We don't. So I remember even reading one article where it was just like, tell us your story where a chick said that she had gone to the clinic to do the deed and everybody was calling her every name of the book. And then she said, as she left, some woman was like, oh, you're the same age as me. And you did da da da, you're a killer, you're a da da da. And she said, the reason that I was in here in the first place is because I was assaulted by my uncle. 
<laughs> yeah. She said, and I unfortunately terminated it because of that. So you see what I mean? Yeah, we don't know people's stories. We don't, yeah, that's just an example. I'm not saying, you know, we just don't know. That's yeah. all we can end it. But that was wild, girl. Like, oh my gosh. I know. Talk about <laughs> wild. Talk about wild. She, oh, yeah. Now we're getting into our segment called Dara. That's wild. Where I find an incredibly true story from around the world that actually happened. Are you ready? Heck yeah. And this story is from the lovely mirror.co.uk. And it's called, My colleague keeps saying she's our baby's second mom. And my wife isn't happy at all. So, a father-to-be has taken to Reddit for some much-needed advice after his young colleague made both him and his wife feel very uncomfortable at their baby shower. So, okay. So, Yasmin, this guy doesn't have a name at all, just to put it out there. So, you remember on Reddit how I told you they have that little column that's like, am I the asshole? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. We talked so, about like two Last yeah, year. so this comes from the Am I the Asshole thread that's on there. Uh -huh. So he's basically, you know, telling his story and he wants to know, like, did I overreact the way I handled the situation? So okay. he's 29 years old, Yasmin, and he has a new job at some office. And he said that, you know, his job has been going like really, really cool. And in his office, of, he says his section of the office has about like nine people. And he has a female colleague that he was really, really cool with. Like they were really, really cool. Everything was professional. You know, they were laughing. He'd get advice and stuff like that. Even, you know, the staff members began to, you know, notice. But it began to go a little bit too far because he has a younger coworker named Ava. Okay. And she's 20 years old. So we're going to call this guy since he's nameless. You want to call him John or something? Sure. Okay, we'll call him John. So John's a little bit intimidated. 29-year-old John's a little bit intimidated by, you know, 20-year-old female um, Ava. Uh -huh. Because Ava is now going along and saying that, you know... Me and John get along so well, and coworkers are like, yeah, definitely. And she goes, well, he is my work husband after all. <laughs> to the point where the staff started making that joke, like, hey, where's your work wife? And Mr. John was like, listen, like, I understand that jobs, people say, you know, work husband and work wife. And yeah, you know, we get along as coworkers, but I've never felt comfortable with the whole work wife, work, you know, husband thing at all. And then on top of that, I personally don't think it's professional to me in this setting, especially since I'm married mm -hmm. and that would be disrespectful to my wife. This is how right. Mr. John feels about it. Like that's just his own opinion. Doesn't mean that if you call somebody your work wife or husband, you're being disrespectful. That's just his own personal opinion. Right. So him being the person that um, she is, he basically um, shut it down. Okay. He told her politely, he said, you know, I know you and I are cool, Ava, but you know, this whole, yeah, he's my boy, he's my friend, you know, he's my work husband, like, I think you need to tone that down, because 
I'm married and you yeah. know I'm married. And, you know, it's even though my wife doesn't come by the office like that, I just think it's disrespectful to my wife. And with the work environment we're in, you can't be saying stuff like that on his perspective. That's, that's all it was. Yeah. He said that he thought he had done a good job, but apparently it didn't go that way. Uh oh. So, yeah. He said that after a while that the behavior had seemed to stop. Uh-huh. And he felt comfortable enough to invite his coworker Ava to him and his wife's first baby shower. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're having their, he and his wife are having their first baby. So he invites his coworkers and he invites okay. the Ava chick. And this is what he says happens as soon as she comes in for the, for the baby shower. He goes, Ava comes in and immediately starts to make jokes. She goes, hi, you're his home wife. Nice to meet you. It's so nice to see who takes care of my hubby when I send him home. Oh. Yasmin? No, you don't even have to continue. I, that's on site right there for me. Because I'm about to say, you remember that thing you told me when we talked about that episode of Love It Hip Hop and you said, Catherine, she's pregnant. Even though you're in the right, you can't do that to a pregnant woman. Mm-hmm. On the pregnant woman's perspective, like I want to drop kick the F out of Ava if I was the pregnant woman. But I'm thinking to myself, you know, Mrs. John's wife, you're pregnant and you can't drop kick Ava right now because you're about to give birth to life. No, that's why you got your best friend right there. Because if I was Woo! your best friend, I would have drop kicked her ass. Hey, yes. Oh. And then, and then get this right. He also goes to tell them at one point, Ava was even telling people there that she would be our baby's second mom. Yes. Oh, this girl is, oh, she tried it. Yes, okay. she did this at their baby shower in front of their friends and family, was making very inappropriate jokes. So basically, he said that his friends and his family were getting annoyed, like some family members were getting annoyed. His wife was very uncomfortable. He said even some coworkers were looking uncomfortable. It got to the point where he felt so uncomfortable, he brought, he took her to the side and basically told her that her jokes weren't funny and she could either apologize to his wife right now for being disrespectful and inconsiderate or she should just leave the party right yes and guess what she did oh she didn't do either what, what did no she, she just left she ain't even apologized oh. yep yep well, the, the apology wasn't surprising because I expected someone like her not to apologize. Yeah. So he says that right after that incident happened, word got around to the other people in the office what happened. And the ones that were, you know, because some coworkers that were there were, you know, gossiping and shit like that. And the coworkers that he did talk to about the incident they did agree with him that she was doing way too much. She was acting inappropriately, but they think at the same time, he should have let her down a little bit more easily, um, easily because they think it was obvious that she liked him. So they're just so like, we're not saying it's right, but we kind of think you kind of led her on for something like this to be, to happen. But he's like, I never, thought I was leading her on like I never wanted this to be a thing like I've been shutting this down for a hot minute yeah and it did and you know and the behavior stopped until I invited you to my house and you disrespected me and my wife and then on top of that yes I mean if I were him I wouldn't be feel comfortable working with her after that no, I agree 
you ever see that movie? Um, you know, that's the end of the story because he was asking, you know, you know, like, am I the asshole in no, this situation? And, yeah, a lot of people said the same thing. Like, no, you're not. That's you're not the asshole. They think he's an a-hole. No, no, no. No, absolutely not. Like, if anything, she was the one playing dangerous games. You know what I think about this whole situation? Because I'm listening to it. This is why when you're when you're in a relationship or you're um, you're married, um, I feel like there there are times where you do like end up being close with your coworkers. You know, you guys end up getting uh, not in that sense of a close relationship, but yeah. so much to say as become best friends. But you guys are cool with each other. You can hang, but then you know guys and girls you have to be careful where you draw that line because sometimes some jokes can become reality and it's like that was that's what happened you know because it's oh i'm sorry oh i was just gonna say and and the results end up turning out like this and sometimes i don't think it from my understanding of the story it doesn't seem like he was leading her on i think me neither is, it's too much joking around to the point where the other one starts hallucinating you know she like how i tell you love what is it kind of like love and hip-hop of the delusion mm -hmm. yeah and you gotta That's think about it too that i have <laughs> between it's you a decade difference like he's 29 she's 20. it's literally a decade difference well, I don't think that really matters, but I'm it's no, like you have to think of the age gap. She's 20 years old and like, you know, having feelings for a guy 10 years her senior that's married with a wife. Like, you remember that movie with Beyonce, Idris Alba, and um that I, other chick? Oh shit, you're gonna hate me. I obsessed. I know there you about go. it. I know about it, but never seen it. Girl, she was crazy. This Becky was so crazy. He did nothing to lead her on in this movie. She just said, that's a beautiful chocolate man. I want that shit. That's all it was. <laughs> like, and then, yeah. And then he did something stupid. If I remember, I think he did end up sleeping with her one time or so because he got drunk or something. It was accidental. But you know, men ain't shit, even in movies and when they drunk. But <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, and she wouldn't, Yasmin, right? She was through his emails, his phone numbers. She knew his schedule. And from that, because she was a temp at his office, so she went into his computers and stuff like that, Yasmin. She was sending emails. Sorry, she was, yeah, sending emails to Beyonce's character. And the craziest thing that she did, Yasmin, uh -huh. she tricked their babysitter into ba into taking over her babysitting duty. Yeah. She went to um, their house while they were out for like a concert yeah, and she was wow, like, yeah. Things. She was like, hi, I'm so-and-so's friend. They told me to take over for the baby, your da da da's name. And she's like, yeah, because she was stalking them. She convinced her and she had their baby. And then Beyonce beat that ass. It's oh, iconic. Yeah, she should, yeah. Yeah, like, it's iconic. She beat that ass. She said, you won't touch. She was like, it's already bad enough that you stalking my my man, but you don't touch my baby. Bitch, you're going to be on site when I see you. And she did do it. Well, if anything, this story serves the purpose that you got to have boundaries with people. Even if it's not even in a workplace situation, like, you just got to set boundaries with people because otherwise you don't know how wild situations can get.
our artist of the week is a returning artist and that is MC Therapy. And this is gonna be his song, Mathematics, which is really nice because this song is actually based on our high school. So if you went to Mead High School, this is for y'all. We're so proud therapy. And please know that come tomorrow, because today's 19th and it's my birthday. So come the very next day, his album drops and it's called Mary Lexis. It's based on his Maryland and Southern roots. It has a lot of nice influences. So starting tomorrow, please download the album. We are going to re-put up his links. And while you're at it, please comment, rate, and subscribe to us. Please support content creators so we can please give you some content. Please support us. Thank you for that. And give us reviews. We love each and every one of you. All right. Bye. From AA to PG, I lit up that green leaf. Harsh blunts and bone rips, that bone water ain't Fiji. Fat bag of that loud shit, my whole apartment screaming. Roach catching that second hand, my weapon hands break three keys. Infestation up in the kitchen with inhibitions from drinking. Premonitions were inefficient, my individual was sleeping. Boy, yeah, my dad made that for that 750, that sweet tea. Quit that shit in two months, no two blunts, I'm steaming. the social commentary, all my notes are promissory. Cause I'm broke, not honorary. Pockets low, no monetary. With no hope, it's kinda scary. Plus, it's dope strength capillaries. Only path to cemetery. Got me feeling sanitary. Got 400 pounds, eat fried bologna like filet mignon. Drinking bottles of that Andre like it's Perignon. Eyes red as Tahitian, treat a Hawaiian punch. Say that I'm too high, I ain't high enough. AA, meet high, while well, I started chasing that we high. Graduated, got agitated, cause my future dimmer than a tea light. Went to college, dropped out of college, smoked so much, couldn't breathe right. Worked a job, lost my job, illegal discounted merchandise. No universal healthcare, can't afford a shrimp. Tuition, too ambitious, can't afford a thing. 40 ounce, I guess I'll drink. That's just mathematics. I got bad habits. No universal healthcare can't afford a shrink. Tuition too ambitious, can't afford a thing. 250 for the 40 ounce, I guess I'll drink. That's just mathematics. I got bad habits. I was a good kid. I ain't do shit for 16 years. All of my grades were top tier. Started to smoking, guzzled them beers. Lost all my focus, then fell off a cliff. Only way up was light up a spliff. All of this pressure, I started to slip. Top of my class, but that wasn't shit. That's when I lost all my will to live. Future was dead and job double shift. Maybe I'll steal and rob do a bid. I ain't got nothing else to give. My mother raised me way better than this. I'm still falling into the abyss. Pressure cooker, don't take off the lid. Pressure cooker, don't take off the lid. Racial dichotomy, give no apologies, give them lobotomies. Lack of psychology mixed with hypocrisy, boost the economy. Distracting from property, take the anomalies, make them a mockery. A class division, schism, make an economy out of the prisons. Junkies and addicts, there is no recovery, give them a sentence. Supply them with pots, powder, and needles, and make them dependent. Destroy the community, cut all the unity with the syringes. Republicans, Democrats, each other despite their appearance. Universal healthcare can't afford a shrimp. Tuition too ambitious, can't afford a thing. 250 for the 40 ounce, I guess I'll drink. That's just mathematics. I got bad habits. I got bad habits.
I got bad 